Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome back to Your Career Podcast. If you ever feel stuck in your career or you need a little clarity in order to manage your career moving forward or you're looking for a new job, visit janejacksoncoach.com. I've plenty of free downloads for you and a lot of career management support that will help to set you well on your way. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that takes your career to the next level. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, author of Amazon Careers bestseller, Navigating Career Crossroads. Well, hello. Now, this is a very special episode because in two days' time, on the 7th of November in Sydney, Australia, the LinkedIn Ninja down under, Julian Bullock, and I will co-host our ninth LinkedIn Local Sydney event with our panel of LinkedIn experts to raise funds to help our drought-stricken farmers in New South Wales. The event will be held at Stone and Chalk in the Sydney Central Business District, and we hope that you will support us on this important cause. Now you can find us if you look for LinkedIn Local Sydney on eventbrite.com. Now today I am delighted to introduce to you one of the co-founders of the LinkedIn Local movement because together with Anna McAfee from Coffs Harbour, Ryan Troll from Washington and Manu Goswami from New York, Alex has founded this amazing connecting, networking in a authentic environment movement. Now, this is a not-for-profit LinkedIn local movement, and it sparked events in over 60 countries and over 360 cities around the globe within only 12 months. We bring thousands of people together to take online networking offline. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Alexandra Galviz. She was head of training and development for a foreign exchange broker by the time she was only 24 years old. Now, finding herself a round peg in a square hole, she started sharing her thoughts on LinkedIn on career development to a student audience. And she began to achieve widespread recognition and began consulting on matters related to personal branding and social media. One of her passions is working with social mobility charities, upskilling the next generation through employability workshops and inspiring keynote speeches, sharing her own career journey in and out of the corporate world. In December 2017, LinkedIn named Alexandra one of the top 12 most influential writers in the UK. She now runs her own consultancy, training companies on personal branding and how to leverage social platforms like LinkedIn to grow their business. And now let's welcome Alexandra Galviz to the show. Hi, Alex. 
Hi, how are you? I'm really good. It's so nice to talk to you again. We met when I was in ho- on holiday in London, and um, now here we are. We're we're talking via Zoom, and it's really good to hear your voice again because I know that there's been so much going on in your career and your business recently. But before we get into that, how about just to kick us off, you tell us a little bit about your career journey, as this podcast is all about career journeys and career transition. So what were your early career aspirations when you were a little girl? Um, So early, early on, uh, it was a combination. Well, I kind of went through a few different phases. Um, At one point, I wanted to join the RAF um, because I was in the air cadets when I was younger. So to spend a lot of time kind of flying planes, going camping, um, marching, that sort of stuff. And so that kind of influenced me kind of um, quite a bit in my early teens. Um, and then I got really into art. And so at one point I wanted to be an artist <laughs> um, and I still paint to this day. Um, and then that kind of transitioned into like wanting to um, do architecture but I was never particularly keen on science. Um, so physics was just not my forte. Um, I just liked the idea of drawing buildings and, and photographing buildings. Um, so that kind of idea fell by the wayside. Um, and then it was actually an, an internship in the city when I was about uh, just turned 18. Uh, I worked for an insurance company. And that really kind of opened my eyes to the world of finance and really kind of um, gave me a taste of of what a potential sort of job could be like. And I sort of became fascinated with that world. Mm. So that was that was quite quite a lot of changes that you had when you were little from from being in the RAF to being an artist and architecture and then insurance. And, And so being an intern in insurance, how long did you stay there and how did your career progress in that area um so I stayed I did that internship for about three months three and a half months um and really I mean I think I just learned so much I was really fortunate that the company I worked for had never had an intern so they didn't really know what you were meant to do with an intern um so we like and I'd never been an intern so we were kind of figuring it out as I went along And the more I sort of got involved and kind of took my initiative and kind of, you know, asked how I could help or what I could do for them to to kind of alleviate the workload, the more they gave me. Um, So I got exposed to a lot of things that, you know, an 18 year old interning doesn't. Um, Initially, like they hired me to do teas and coffees. And that's kind of what I expected it to be as well, Um, given that I was quite young, but the more they saw that I was sort of capable, the more they kind of got me more involved. And then they ended up hiring another intern to do the tea with coffee. So that kind of really opened my eyes to, you know, like quite enjoying the industry, um, quite liking kind of this fast paced. um, I was pretty much at a very high level as well. So um, working with directly with the CEO and with the senior management, so being exposed to that quite young kind of like gave me huge aspirations of, oh, yeah, I want to reach kind of where, you know, that CEO is or where my manager was at the time um, and kind of gave me that, um, I guess, that experience, but also that, you know, person to those role models, essentially, um, to look at going forward. 
Mm. And did you find, did you have a mentor who was uh, helping you to understand the world of corporate? Um, I guess like for me, my mentor was, was very much my, my manager at the time. Um, and I was, again, I was really fortunate because she was a, a brilliant manager. She very quickly picked up on things that I didn't like doing. Um, but, you know, stuff like presenting or talking in meetings and sort of encouraged me to get, you know, start to be a little bit more out there and be a bit more confident in what I was doing. Um, and I guess uh, to a certain, I mean, to a certain extent, even, you know, the CEO of that company and, and his PA were always really encouraging towards the work that I was doing. So that really, you know, helped and, and gave me a lot of confidence. I was capable of doing, you know, a lot of things. You know, when we were having a, a, a drink and a chat in London um, a few yeah. months ago and you were telling me about your career journey, it really was a very fast trajectory. I think because, well, obviously, talented, intelligent young woman um, who, who wanted to progress as well. And then you ended up, let me just have a quick look at your notes, you ended up as head of training and development for a foreign exchange broker by the time you were 24. So in the space of six short years, you really progressed quickly. How did you, what do you think was your secret to this uh, rapid progression? Uh, was it, you know, like your thirst for knowledge or the fact that you went on some additional training courses or what, what, what do you think it was in addition to obviously ability um, that, that really helped you to, to quickly progress? Um, I, I have this knack of creating roles that don't exist. <laughs> um, so, for example, like, I mean, I, I realized this quite early on um, in my second internship. So after I did my first internship, I thought, you know, this has been a great opportunity. I've learned so much. I've gained a lot of contacts. I need to do this again. And I didn't need to do an internship, um, not the first time or the subsequent times. But I realized that I was studying a French degree. And unless I was going to get some form of business experience, I wasn't going to be able to kind of, or I I was going to struggle to get into that industry. And so my game plan was to intern every summer in different business sectors in order to gain those contacts and that experience. So by the time I graduated, I got headhunted straight away by a company, given that I had, you know, one years of experience already. And in that first company, um, I stayed there for about a year and then kind of got itchy feet of like, I need more, I need to do more. And saw the opportunity to create a broader role for myself and you know being quite open and frank with my boss um we kind of managed to to do that um, and I got promoted after a year and that kind of same um, thing happened in my second internship where I wasn't particularly happy with what I was doing so again open communication with my manager this isn't what I came here to do it's not I feel like I'm wasting my time um, and then again, they moved me into a different, in, you know, sector of the internship. So I think for me, it was that communication and relationship I had with my with my managers. I think has obviously led me to kind of go down those paths. Um, and I just genuinely think like re like emotional intelligence and relationship and people skills um, are really important. And that's kind of what I think that where it's come from um because academically I probably wasn't the brightest person like people always are quite surprised that I you know I wasn't that you know a star a student um and I think that IQ and EQ are completely different things and 
whilst my IQ is not very high, my EQ is, is pretty high. So I think that that has a lot to do with it. And, you know, with the changing world of work these days as well, emotional intelligence is so important because it's all to do with the relationship development as as AI starts to take over and we can automate so many roles now that are more repetitive. We need to have people who will always be able to communicate well and take initiative, which is obviously what you did. You took initiative, you communicated clearly, you let people know, hey, I I spot a gap here and I can fill it. Um, And it's almost like, you know, putting your hand up for something. Thing. Whereas too many people, I think, wait for opportunity to knock. It sounds yeah. like you take the bull by the horns and think, okay, hey, I'm going to create my own opportunities. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think the, fa- the same thing sort of went for pay rises as well. Mm. Like I know that that's quite a taboo topic to speak of. But I mean, I climbed up salary wise really quickly um, because I always asked and, you know, I always pushed sort of past that boundary of is that too much or too little and it's like well what's the worst that can happen they'll say no and every time I got a yes so I think it's a question of like having the kind of courage to just like own it and you know own your skills and your you know qualities and what you bring to the table and be able to also physically show this is what I bring and this is what I think I'm worth. You know, this, I mean, that's such a good point because there are so many articles that actually right now seems to be trending that women are not stepping up and really owning what they can actually do. And one of the things that typically a lot of women don't do is ask for what they're worth. Um, And they tend to accept what people give them. Whereas you've turned that on its head to say, hey, you know, this is what I can do. Let's negotiate. And I I, I think it would be such a good thing because I I love negotiation. It's just fun. (laughs) You never know. If you don't ask, you don't get, do you? Whereas if you do ask, it's surprising how many people actually say yes. Um, And and so I, I think that's going to be inspiring to a lot of women who have thought, oh, you know, I'm afraid to ask for anything in case the answer is no. But to be quite honest, if the answer is no, well, you just reframe it and you can ask again a little bit later on, yes? Exactly, yeah, completely agree. Mm. Now, you got to the stage in your career where you decided to take a little bit of a break to focus on your values, your passions and your skills, right? And that's the time when you started to write on LinkedIn and publish articles on LinkedIn. And that has led to all sorts of interesting things. So can you tell us that story, Alex? Yeah, so I was um, I was in this role of, of head of training and development um, by the time I was 24. And for a very long time, uh, well, since I was 18, since that story of, of that first internship, I'd sort of aspired to get into that kind of position. Um, well, technically, like my, my goal was by the time I'm 30, I'm going to be, you know, in management, I'm going to earn a really good salary, I'm going to travel internationally and have all the um, luxuries that come with that. Um, and then I got it by the time I was 24. And I was like, one second, <laughs> that's, that's a lot earlier than I'd planned. Um, and also, it does, it just doesn't quite feel like I imagined it, it would feel like. And um, that for me was kind of a bit of a, you know, getting the rug pulled out underneath me. It was, it, I was very lost, shall we say. Um, and so it was in, um, it was actually kind of in my role that I started to figure out who I was, um, started to look quite internally, um, given that I wasn't, um, I didn't have a huge amount of experience in training and development. I got sent on a lot of courses 
um, to then bring internally. And what I realized is the more that I looked at, you know, coaching, mentoring, personal development, sales, um, I started to realize that I was actually really in the wrong place, <laughs> um, that my values no longer aligned with the financial services, that I no longer aspired to earn a lot of money, um, that instead I was after purpose and meaning and um, and whilst I loved the training and development element, I was doing it to the wrong audience. So I wasn't particularly keen on training, you know, salespeople um, about foreign exchange products. It just didn't do it for me. Um, so what I do now is very similar, but it's in it's with products that I love or subjects that I love with people that I love to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so not entirely different. Um, and then the blogging on LinkedIn kind of actually started when I was in that job. Um, so I'd started blogging when I was in my first graduate job. Um, I decided to start writing on LinkedIn around career development, um, to basically kind of impart, you know, I had a very strange, um, I guess, uh, university experience in, in which I, I interned in business every single summer. So I'd accumulated a huge amount of knowledge through just all of those learning experiences. And I thought I, sh- I really want to encourage students to do the same thing I did because I saw how many of my friends you know qualified with firsts or two ones which was better than I did at universities better than I went to um, and they was really struggling to find jobs uh, you know some had masters some had degrees in finance or business but no one was hiring them and um, because they didn't have the relevant experience or some form of experience um, and so I wanted to write to say you know this is why you should be doing internships. This is what I got out of it. And slowly I started to build like a student audience on there. And so by the time I'd left my corporate job, the conversations had really changed. I was talking a lot more around um, employee engagement, personal development, um, all sorts of, uh, I guess, sort of HRE business topics. Um, and I decided to leave my job in February of last year. Um, once I kind of figured out, okay, I no longer want to be here. Um, it wasn't very, it wasn't very planned. <laughs> I had a bit of a, a knee jerk reaction um, to a work situation and thought, do you know what? I'm out of here. Um, and just, you know, strolled into my boss's office and handed in my resignation as so many people dream about and that was pretty much it I hadn't thought about it more than like two hours but it just felt like a you know gut instinct of you know you've reached your your limit I'd had a lot of burnout there um and um you know a lot of stress anxiety related to work and I just felt like mentally I couldn't go on any longer in that kind of environment Um, And so I decided to take six weeks out and went to um, India, Nepal and Sri Lanka. And it was a bit of a running joke that people were like, oh, are you going to find yourself? And I was just thinking, no, I did all of that work for the last year and a half. (laughs) I'd I'd gone to all the personal development seminars, workshops, you name it. So I knew who I was. I knew what was important to me, what my values were, what my passions were, what I wanted to do. Um, But it was more so that I just needed to get away from the city and get away from that environment and kind of realign myself to that, um, truthfully. Mm. What an interesting time. And then what's so interesting is that in December that year, 2017, you were named as the uh, the top voice, the top 12 most influential writers in the UK. 
yes on LinkedIn yeah that happened uh, in December so that was that was a really nice lovely thing to happen um given that I'd been writing there for about uh, almost two and a half years at the time um and you know for me what was incredible was that the, the other people on the list um you know you had a theopathetus which is known as one of the dragon's den um dragons and then you had uh you know a director from mckinsey and all these like very high profile or very senior people and then you have like little of me <laughs> um, you know and i thought that was really nice because it was um you know a change in conversation i think on linkedin we see so much of uh, business articles and business um, advice etc and I was writing the complete opposite <laughs> I was talking about mental health in the workplace I was talking about bullying I was talking about uh, the broken education system we have like all things that we don't tend to talk about or are a little bit taboo in the corporate world like these were the conversations I started and to have kind of been named that um, purely based on like the statistics and engagement, etc. Like that was um, that was nice because I think that it was just important for for people to start having these conversations. Yeah, being I mean being nominated top voice 2017 on LinkedIn is a fabulous achievement. But also, I think it's like you are the voice of the millennials now in the workforce, having experienced the ups and downs as well. And um, like you're known as authentic Alex. So basically, everything you write about is authentic, and it comes from the heart. And now earlier on that year, you uh, linked up with a lady in Coffs Harbour, Anna McAfee, and um, became a co-founder of LinkedIn Local, which is, you know, LinkedIn Local Sydney. I, I co-host them with Gillian Bullock here in Sydney. Uh, but you're the actual co-founder together with Anna and Manu and um, Ryan uh, as the original founders of LinkedIn Local, which has become a global phenomenon. Yes, I mean, it, <laughs> when we got started, I think we had no idea what we'd gotten ourselves into. Um, it's just been such a whirlwind over the past year, and it's been amazing to watch. Um, yeah, we I was connected with Anna, um, and um, she was actually following some of my content, and I was following some of hers, and um saw her post about you know wanting to meet up with her connections and taking them offline and hashtagging it LinkedIn local and at the time I was doing something very similar but on a one-to-one basis and I hashtagged it virtual to reality where I was taking my connections offline and going for a coffee or for a lunch and at the time it wasn't really a dumb thing um and then slowly, like once I saw Anna's post, I kind of reached out to her and I said, you know, what, what's, what is it that you're trying to do? It sounds very similar to what I've been doing. And so we got on a call and obviously got on a call with Manu um, in New York and Eric in Brussels. And we started talking about what, you know, what could we do and um, how it could work and what was the intention. And then we all did one at the same time um, in June last year and then fed back to each other what worked, what didn't. And then we kind of continued doing them on a monthly basis. And it wasn't until September that it really snowballed Um, for two reasons. I think mainly one was that Manu did a post that got viewed 1.4 million times because Jeff Wiener had commented on it, uh, the CEO of LinkedIn. 
And then the other one was that for the first time we had a piece of content, a video content. So someone had asked, can I film your event? And all of a sudden it was something that people could see and understand and watch. Whereas before we were always talking about it or we had photos, but we couldn't really have a feel for it. Um, and people were slightly confused. They're like, is it just a networking thing? Is, and, you know, having to explain that was a lot easier via video. And then that piece of content got shared multiple times across the platform. And then we got inundated with requests of how do we set one up? What's it about, et cetera. And that's where Ryan came in and asked us, you know, do you guys need a website? I'm happy to build one for you. And so then Ryan became part of the founding team as well. Um, we got the website up and running. Then we started onboarding people. And, you know, ever since it's just grown, grown, grown uh, tremendously. We're now in over 60 countries. Um, we are in over 360 cities. And I believe we now have over 600 hosts mm. around the world is just insane <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how very very quickly it's grown because um jillian and i had our first linkedin local sydney event in november 2017 and that's just grown exponentially already and now in australia not only coffs harbour which is the place where it all started it's now in sydney and brisbane and perth and adelaide and all these other other places in between as well and the same in america and across europe and it's just amazing because there are so many posts about you know linkedin local marseille <laughs> it's i mean it's crazy really i know fun. the day Instagram and it was like LinkedIn local Iran yeah. and you know somewhere I saw someone in Hawaii yeah. like it's just <laughs> and all across India it's in Hong Kong and Singapore and the Philippines it really is phenomenal and to think that it just started as a hashtag yeah exactly and I think I, I always say to people you know what we did it was nothing new I think it just came at the right time um with the right you know environment because I think you know there's a lot of discussion right now about how technology and social media is separating us and how people are disconnected and feeling lonely and this was doing the opposite it was using social media and technology to bring people together offline and create those meaningful connections again um, and I think that you know if if it wasn't important to people if it wasn't fruitful for people like people would stop going or people would stop hosting but it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and, and more known around the world. So it's, you know, it's been amazing to be a part of. Um, and obviously now build a business off the back of it. So that's the exciting part. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's such a wonderful success story. And I think, I think one of the reasons why, <clears throat> excuse me, why people like the LinkedIn local ethos is because um, like like we do over here with with um, our events as well, we say it's a no pitch, no sales environment. It's exactly. it's not it's not a business building come and network and here's my business card call me uh, sort of environment. It's just getting to know the real people behind the LinkedIn profiles, and we get so much positive feedback from it. And it must be the same everywhere. And I've, I've just found that. Within that LinkedIn local community, it's not just the hosts who get to meet so many amazing people. It's the people who attend who become such good friends with each other as well. Definitely. And I think people appreciate, you know, the people that bring those communities together. Mm. And for so many different reasons. Yeah. And so now with the way that it's evolving and um, it, it's, the, the name is changing to Local X. 
So the name is staying the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've had a bit of confusion with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the name is is always going to stay the same. Um, it is it is and always will be the LinkedIn local community. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it essentially is is we're building a technology platform called LocalX, mm-hmm. and LocalX will essentially be powering LinkedIn local, but not only them, but other communities. So what we're trying to do is encourage businesses, organisations, universities to basically, you know, bring their communities offline with these events and having the platform and technology that will help curate that experience a lot easier because we've listened to all of our hosts around the world about, you know, the struggles they have with our website, with Eventbrite, with um, speaking to their um, attendees, getting feedback, like they're using lots of different platforms, communication isn't great. So what we're trying to do is build everything into one platform so that they don't have to go anywhere else but this one platform. And what we've found is just by talking about doing that, we've had a lot of interest from other businesses saying, you know, will you be white labeling this product? Um, And at that point we were like, oh, okay. Because, I mean, we've always built LinkedIn Local for the community and uh, everything that we've done to develop it has been from the feedback of the community. Um, and now we started to realize actually we're building something that could be valuable to a lot of other kind of organizations. Mm, I think, I mean, it's, it's such a fantastic story. And, and I think just bringing communities, whether it's at universities or businesses internally, externally, maybe industries getting together as well, the, the, really the, there are so many possibilities for this to, to grow even greater than it already has because just in one short year the the growth has been phenomenal now what about alex herself okay because now you run your own consultancy so tell us about your consultancy alex yeah so i i kind of do two three things two three things mainly um i basically coach um and train mainly C-suite and entrepreneurs on how to create their personal brand specifically on LinkedIn. Um, so I do that on like a one-to-one basis, but I also go on to, into businesses now, um, mainly startups, and help them create their individual personal brands, but also their company personal brands on LinkedIn. Um, and I've done that since I, I left my job. It's sort of the main thing that I do. Um, And the other thing that I do is graduate development. So I go to quite big corporates like Deloitte, Shell, and help them with their training and development for their graduates. So they bring me in more as a sort of influencer um, to deliver, someone a bit more relatable to deliver things around soft skills, um, personal development, personal branding, networking, confidence building all those sort of skills. Um, so that's kind of my real passion area. It's, it's really why I left my job. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I also do that with um, social mobility charities and universities. Um, so going into to them as well and, and helping them with very similar things. Um, so that's either done through uh, workshops or they're also done through public speaking gigs. So rooms full of like hundreds of students, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I do a lot of public speaking that kind of fall under either three of those. So LinkedIn, personal branding, graduate development, or LinkedIn local. Mm. 
What an amazing trajectory your career path has been and also done with such heart as well because you do so much for the charities, which makes such a difference. And you know what? Just this word came to mind as you were talking. You're like a millennial mentor. Mm. Mm -hmm. mentor to millennials for sure especially with the graduates you know who might be feeling a little bit lost like how do how do we compete how do we progress because so often graduates they go through you know the rotations maybe for two years depending on on the organization and what they plan it might be six months here or three months here and then move on and move on and then they feel quite special for about two years and then after that so okay finish the grad program now now what and then they get stuck and so having someone like you to to help them with their soft skills so that they are able to negotiate or create a role for themselves it's really just to do with confidence building as well so great job so what what what's your business called do you, do you trade under your own name or is there a authentic alex okay fantastic well i think everyone needs to watch out for authentic alex because uh you're a force to be reckoned with and it was so much fun meeting you in london and um interviewing you on the podcast fantastic and so it's it's early in the morning early ish in london and it's about nine o'clock at night in sydney so so i'm really glad that we were able to to link up and so if someone wants to find you obviously all they need to do is to look for authentic alex on linkedin but is there a website you would like to direct people to yeah it's www.authenticalex.com mm-hmm. and what about your social media handles on instagram so instagram it's at the authentic alex okay and what i'll do alex is i'll have this uh in my show notes on janejacksoncoach.com so people can come listen to the podcast and click through and visit and find more about you there as well so i appreciate your time thanks so much alex it's been such a pleasure talking to you thanks for having me jane (laughs) talk to you again soon if you enjoyed this podcast look for your career podcast on itunes and leave a review and for all the career management support you need to create your dream career visit janejacksoncoach.com and join my careers academy for live career webinars, group coaching, one-on-one coaching support, as well as my online career development courses. Isn't it time you found your dream job? You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode, 
road or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.